Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me today is Josh. How's it going, Josh? It is going great. Excited to talk about some cards. Yeah, did you play any uh, like pre-release events or anything for Wilds of Elden Ring? No, I have not. Just came off of playing Vintage Cube, and you know, now it's like just a couple days break of Magic. I'll be back, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, all right, so uh, before we uh, get started with the Commander set review that we're going to do, I'll uh, take just a second to uh, mention that uh, um, Sean Mennery passed away. He was uh, kind of the father of EDH or godfather of EDH. Him and uh, the other judges used to sit around and play that uh, after the judge matches in the early 2000s, and that you know turned into Commander, what we have today. Uh, so sucks that he's gone. He was also a leader of the uh, Commander Rules Committee, uh, so he helped make a lot of decisions on what would be banned in the format and not. So, uh, yeah, big loss for the Magic community. Uh, prayers out to all of his family and everything. Yeah, yeah, very sad news. I heard he was battling cancer for like a few, seven years or something. Which just, cancer sucks, man. That, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, all right, well, in the spirit of the Commander format, we are going to talk about uh, Wilds of Eldraine Commander cards today. Just the new cards uh, that are not reprints in the two Commander decks. Uh, we're going to be starting off with White going in Wooburg order. Uh, so, uh, Josh, you want to read the first card for us? All right. We got Court of Ardenvale. It's two and two Whites, four mana, Enchantment. When Court of Ardenvale enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch already like this card and then at the beginning of your upkeep return target permanent card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to your hand if you're the monarch return that permanent to the battlefield instead so this is kind of like a play on sun titan and orc white's kind of getting into that like graveyard recursion which i really like especially like mana value three or less and it's his a uh, permanent so i'm pretty sure you can grab lands off of this I think you can grab yeah, a fetch just, land. Just with like some Titan, you can also grab lands, right? Yes, yes. Some uh, some of these new recursion cards, I'm pretty sure you can't grab lands, but this one seems like you can. So, gets a little yeah, yeah. up. So, farming an enchantment, you become the monarch. Yes. So this is great if you can stay the monarch and protect it, right? Like yeah, like four mana Sun Titan, basically. Yep, uh, also, yeah, playing this doesn't give you anything on the board, so you need to have those creatures already on the board and something in the graveyard at turn four. So, a little iffy, but Monarch's always a good mechanic. I mean, yeah, good I mean, you could, strong. You could use this as, like, pseudo-ramp if you're, like, playing mono-white or something, and you have, um, what's the one where you can sack it to get two of the same lands? Oh, yeah, 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 um... Gosh, what is that one? Like Myriad Landscape or whatever? Yeah, this is the yeah. name. So uh, if, if you play that or something, you sack that off, get the two lands, and the next one you play this, you know, mm -hmm. you could then bring that back, or, you know, worst case, they steal the Monarch from you, and you can get that back in your hand, and you can have, like, somewhat of a white mana ramp going on then. Or if you have, like, a fetch land. Even in Mono White, you can run fetch lands. You can yeah. run five or four of them, and you'll still be fine. So yeah, it's, defi it's definitely a, 
definitely a solid card. I think you'd play this in, in mono white. You play this in three CMC or less matters. Would you yep. play it outside of that? You're just playing big deck. No, no, definitely not. And Monarch's just a little bit tougher. We're talking about Commander here, where you got three opponents. Man, people are people are going to be fighting around that. And it's the beginning of your upkeep, so you don't get the chance of, like, if it was end step, it would be a bit different. But on upkeep, you got to wait for this whole thing to even work. Right. I don't think it's super strong, but it's a cool card. I like Recursion in white. It's I think that's a new thing that we need to do. But, yeah, so, but I mean, like, realistically, even if they steal the money from you, right, you play this yeah. out, and if you get two cards back in your hand, even, it kind of pays for itself. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's if, not... If, if they're both three mana cards, obviously. I mean, if you take, yeah. like, one mana cards, it's like, well, no, that takes a while. <laughs> you only get one card back per turn. It's right. just if it goes into your hand. But you're saying in two cycles. Two turn cycles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a divination then. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's medium, I think. It's a, definitely a card you'd play if you're going to like build around it and have some protection, but otherwise, mm -hmm. I wouldn't play it. Yep. Uh, let's see. Next card is... This is a weird one. Alright. What? Okay. Next card is Libera Liberated Livestock. Liberated livestock. Liberated. <laughs> yeah. The, right, the story yeah. is of these farm animals like <laughs> escape from their farm and they live in the city. It's it's a weird, weird. Oh, fairy it's like tale. a fairy tale. Thing. Yeah, because the whole set is yeah. Well, it's a weird one. It's a, I think it's German. Okay, so it is five and a white for a four six cat bird ox. Uh, when liberated livestock dies, create a one one cat. With lifelink, a one-one bird with flying, a two-four ox, and for mm -hmm. each of those tokens, you may put an aura from your hand or a graveyard onto the battlefield attached to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely need token matters, synergies. Definitely need some sort of auras. Definitely need a lot of auras. It is six mana. I think that's a little expensive, and you need to have it die, which is kind of like, eh. But yeah. Eh. Is that I mean, pretty powerful? <laughs> but so, what if you have a deck where you're playing? Uh, what the hell is the card? The one that makes them all four four angels. Um, whenever you make a token, they're they're instead of four four angel. Yeah, yeah. It's like a whatever. So, say you're playing a token deck with that card, and sure. then you have a sack outlet or something. Would you play this? Six mana dies into three four four flyers. I mean, if you're 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 playing a token deck, you also have like doubling season, parallel lives type right. crap. So that's even pretty good. It's decent. It's just it's six mana to do that. I wouldn't. You need to have those auras to put this in your deck, and it needs. So to be you a, want you want three auras to put one aura on every single one of them. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, I personally run a Bruno Light of Alabaster deck, and that throws auras into the graveyard all the time. And I sure would have enough, but I don't know. Six mana, and it, the creature needs to die. It's it's just it's so slow. It's really yeah. cool, really unless, weird. So unless you have a way to like cheat it and then immediately sack it, you're probably not gonna play. That. Yeah, some sort of like flash the card, the two mana blue card. You flash this in. You sack it because you didn't pay for it. You get those right. guys out. You get the auras. 
Is Flash legal in Commander, or they ban- is that banned? Ooh, right. I think it might be banned. You're right. You're right. Because they they kept Protein Hulk. That's yeah. right. True. All right. So you you kind of need like an Elvish Piper or something to cheat it in. Yeah, it's so <laughs> slow. <laughs> I don't know. There's better cards, but yeah, it it definitely can be busted if it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean it's definitely you could tell this is like in a pre-con deck, right? Because <laughs> it's a big card, it's good when you play it, but there's a lot of better shit that exists in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would play it for that cat of that art of the cat right there is just so so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> ah. All right, what do we got for the next one? All right, next one we got Ox Drover. Three mana and a white, so four total. Human Peasant, 4-4, four, four, Vigilance. And then Ox Drover can't be blocked by Oxen. But when Ox Drover enters the battlefield or attacks, target opponent creates a 2-4 white Ox creature token, and you draw a card. So, so I like these creatures that like give your opponents other creatures. Um, usually that's a downside, but this time you do draw a card, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so it's draw a card every single time you attack, or if you flicker, enter the battlefield. Um, why you would want to give your opponent stuff? There's like some cards, like Toxadrill is like some where you can, you know, you're going to board wipe. You create more slugs off of it. Um, other ways too. Uh, it's a huge politics thing. People love playing politics and like, hey, I'll give you this ox, and you attack this opponent instead of me, which is kind of fun in there. Yeah, you could play the group hug too. Yeah, yeah, group yeah, hug. Yeah, I'll give you a two four so I can draw. Um, yeah, and oxen is just like the plural of ox, right? So it's just the ox tokens can't block this. Yes, yeah, I'm sure that's how they did it. Um. <laughs> it's a little worded would... weird because other magic cards don't word it yeah. like that. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, it's very very interesting. Um, but I like it. It's card drawn white, but gives you that politics. It's still four mana, a little slow. You really need to play that flicker like game, or I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you have some sort of way to gain control of all tokens or something, that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could work. Um, there's definitely like insurrection type deals where. You give your opponent so many creatures, and then you just take them all for one big turn and swing in. Yeah. It's decent. I mean, it's more white card draw, which white has been wanting, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Next next up, we got Songbird's Blessing. It is three and white for an enchantment aura. Whenever an enchanted creature attacks, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an aura card. You may put that card onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it in your hand. Put the rest on the body library in a random order. So this aura is a four mana, do nothing. <laughs> Attack, then you get something. Yes. <laughs> yes. I actually love it. It looks great in my Bruna deck. Like It will just filter through my entire deck until I grab a specific aura. And all those auras are usually when you build your commander decks, they're just straight gas. Um, there's some specific ones like I need the double strike or like infect, and this can help tutor it out. It's basically card draw from there on, 
So I think it's very powerful. So in an aura deck, this is good. Yes. There's also the scenario where you could have this and one other aura that you just want. Mm-hmm. Specifically tutor it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think what Commander is being pushed into is it's like instead of just everything, everyone running just the best cards, you run super synergistic cards. So every deck's turning out to be pretty, pretty different. And this is fits in that super synergy type deck. Yeah, you got I do like deck, the synergy there. type deck. So you're going to play it in the Aura's deck or whatever, or the weird if you want a polymorph specific Aura or something. Yeah. Um, outside of that, it's unplayable, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, like you have yeah. to have a reason to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good card. Yeah, I love it. All right, this next one I think is going to be super, super powerful. Definitely putting it in my Bruna Auras deck. We're just talking about Auras and white. Unfinished Business. It's three and two white, five mana sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Then return up to two aura and or equipment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to that creature. I love it so much. Uh, Bruna is a high target. Uh, if she dies, I can just put her straight into the graveyard and then return her for five mana only, get her back up with auras and having those auras be like giving her hexproof or it could have been like a lightning greaves with shroud. Um, super, super powerful. I, I think this card is great. Even if you don't have like the auras or equipment, just a reanimation spell is pretty okay for five. Yeah. Uh, like, what is it, Breath of Life costs four? So yeah. Similar to that? Yeah. but with This just, would be great even in, like, my equipment Voltron yeah. deck because I could yeah. cast this, bring back whatever creature, and two equipments I got blown up, so, like, two of my swords are back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This card is is going in some decks for sure. Yeah, this card's awesome. <laughs> like, in most decks play in one or two equipments anyway. Sure, yeah. So you like, got if, you got your lightning greaves. Yeah, so I mean like you have your greaves or you know skull clamp. Skull clamp, whatever. <laughs> so most decks could probably take advantage of this. Yeah. I feel like we'll see this card quite a bit actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good card. That's very powerful. So uh that's white. You think the cards are good in the white? Um the 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 two well the aura and the sorcery are my by far my favorite. The rest, yeah, probably won't see any play. Yeah, they all um, seemed really high costing too, right? Like nothing yeah. was under three mana, if I'm correct. That is true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, on to blue. Uh, we got the Archmage of Echoes. It's four and a blue for a four-four fairy wizard with flying ward two, and when you cast a fairy or wizard permanent, copy it. So the copy becomes a token. Yeah, this card's nuts. Yeah, so this is put it in your fairies tribal deck, which, funny enough, I think was... Was that the other Eldraine commander deck, or was it a little bit after that, the fairy rogue one? Uh, I think it was during Eldraine, the Esper one, where it makes 1-1 one, one fairies whenever you cast non-creatures. Oh, yeah, yeah, so Eldraine was the Esper one, and then it was the... I was thinking of the, what is it, the Zendikar one? Not Zendikar, maybe it was set before it. Mm-hmm. There's one that's just blue-black. 
but it's like the ninjutsu one. Okay. It's very, very rogue. So if you combine those these three commander decks, you'll have one hell of a deck yeah. just with those three pre-cons. <laughs> see, I, fairies are pretty new. I read wizard. Wizard permanent wizard? spell. Copy all your wizards. Inala, uh, one of a classic commander uh, where you could make wizard tokens. It just seems pretty pretty nuts into that sort of deck. Okay, well, what's the what's the busted wizards to copy? Do you know off the top of your head anything? Uh, Spellseeker is a good oh, one. Spellseeker is good, yeah. <laughs> That's a very fantastic one. Let's see. Whenever you cast it, you get to copy it. I wonder if Inala. Want to look her up? If you get a both copy, make a token for both. So Anala says, whenever another non-token wizard, so you will be making a token. All right, but you still get three copies of Spellseeker if you cast Spellseeker and pay an extra one. Jeez, I don't know it's it's right. free too. Like you're not Anala, you got to pay an extra one mana to make like a right. copy. This is yeah. just. Even if even if you're just playing a wizard or fairy, like if you obviously you gotta be playing a tribal deck, right? Or put in mm -hmm. some busted fairy wizards. Yeah. But you know, either way, like five mana four four flying ward two is not bad. Yeah. Um, and it's on cast trigger, so right. like, you'll get it even if they counter it. They counter one. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a fairy board wipe now too. There's a creature that like. Board wipes the whole, all of your opponents. Like not. I don't know. Copying that doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, fairies are looking pretty strong, though. Like you said, you got those three decks now. You just combine them all, and you got right. a pretty powerful fairy deck. Yeah. yeah plus, there's that the new one in the main set that's like whenever you play a fairy, each opponent loses a life. So if you yeah. get three copies of that out or something, <laughs> that's crazy. This this is a crazy card. This card is good, very good. Obviously, you don't want to put some legend fairies in because this have the one. You, but you got to make sure they have ETBs or something, because <laughs> you still will get the two ETBs and then sack it. That's true. Yeah. All right, yeah, on to good. yeah, crazy. On to another court. I wonder. Looking down, yeah, they have a court in every single color. So this one's the blue court, Court of Vantress. It's two and two blue, four mana enchantment. When it's just battlefield, you become the monarch. All right, that probably has a theme. Yep, yep. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, ooh, I'm just reading that already. All of them are going to be upkeep. Now that seems slow already, but let's see what the effect is. Choose up to one other target enchantment or artifact. If you're the monarch. You may create a token that's a copy of it. If you're not the monarch, you may have Court of Vantress become a copy of it, except it has this ability. That seems actually really fun. <laughs> so you can copy all of your, make tokens of your artifact or your enchantments and artifacts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be your own. Say someone played like a Gilded Lotus. Oh, yeah, that's hey, true. I'll take a token copy of that. And if you're the mon so if you're the monarch, you get another copy. If you're not, you uh, make this a copy of the best thing yeah. around, and then 
if you got the monarch in that time you'll get copies after that it seems really good like definitely you want to play around that token synergies because if if you had like doubling season parallel lives type stuff uh you create two copies of it but if yeah. if you're not the monarch only the court will become in you won't get the two it's not a token well, and you could choose artifact creatures too. So you would copy like worm coil engines or blade steels or yep. something. <laughs> yep. Mer battle spheres. Yep. Some crazy stuff. There's also like liquid metal coating where you can make anything into like an artifact. <laughs> yeah. It, again, it is a little slow. So you have to wait a whole turn cycle. But I mean, you're in blue. You probably have counter spells and stuff to support. Yeah. It. But that's also the thing. You're in blue. You don't really have a board presence. Right. <laughs> So, I don't know, tough. I think it's really cool. Um, what was that? Uh, it was like the mirror that has been very, very good recently. It's like a three mana that can become a copy of any permanent. Oh, yeah. Magic something, mirror or something like that. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them. Mirage mirror. Yeah, Mirage mirror, yeah. Just being able to like it, copy the best thing that's out there is pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, they use that on like game nights and stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good card. All right, next up we got the Malleable Imposter, three and a blue for a zero zero fairy shapeshifter with flash and flying, and it enters the battlefield with a copy of a creature and opponent controls, except for it's a fairy shapeshifter in addition to its other types and has flying. So I'm gonna take a fairy flying version of the best card mm -hmm. you got. Yep, we see not a lot of clones, but this one has flash. Yeah, flash might be pretty huge. And if um, you have that that other one we talked about earlier, you'll get two of these. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But being flash in blue means you can hold up those counter spells, and if you don't need to use them, you get a flash in some the best thing an opponent has does say what opponent controls, so that is a little bit of a downside. You can't be, like, playing Reanimator or something, like, copy some huge Archon of Cruelty or something. But if your opponents are playing stuff, you this is yeah, great. It's kind of like, alright, they have a big creature they resolved when I was tapped out. Mm -hmm. Now I'll hold up a counter if in case they play something else, or I'll copy that. Yeah. Or they swing at me with their biggest thing, I copy it and trade. Right, it right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's sweet. It is, it's very good. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet card. It's it's hard to put, like, clones into decks unless you're doing something, and this is creature and opponent control, so it's, it's a pretty risky. Um, definitely wouldn't see this in, like, CEDH, but it's a, it's a cool card. All right. Now, this card, I think, is going to see a lot of play. It's called Misleading Signpost. It's two and a blue artifact. Has flash. When Misleading Signpost enters the battlefield during the declare attacker step, you may reselect which player or permanent target attacking creature is attacking. And then it's a mana rocket taps for one blue. So, it only targets one creature. But if it's like a blight steel or something, awesome. That's great. Uh, but it's in the end, it's a mana rock. 
I know not many people are highly going to pick three mana mana rocks anymore. No one, no one's really playing Commander Sphere or anything. But just like the card before, this has flash. That's amazing. You're in blue. Yeah. You hold up your counter spells or something. No one plays anything too crazy. And then, all right, I didn't use my counter spell. Let me just flash in a mana rock, and I just ramped. That's right. That's true. That's crazy. If even if you don't use the ETB. Just being able to be a flash mana rock, I think, is going to be nuts. The ETV is just, just the yeah. chef's I think this is good in Commander against like Aldrazi decks too. Um, right. Yeah. We actually ETB. just had a, a judge meeting of a different uh, card that's similar to this, where they get to reselect all attackers mm-hmm. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. how that works because you technically you don't redeclare the attackers or anything, so like the triggers don't trigger again. But like sure. Annihilator will switch because it's dependent on the defending player. Mm. So, okay. you know, if they declare an attack at you and that triggers on a stack, you play this, you switch the who it's attacking, then the defending player has to sack the permanents. Nice. So like if that. they swing at you with like an Annihilator Eldrazi, it's like, oh, well, now you're attacking my opponent. They sack all the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this, this is really strong. Definitely going to see play. Yeah, it's definitely going to see play. Three mana rocks are slowly making a comeback, I think, though. Like, there's some yeah. some that are play. I mean, obviously, like, five-color decks, right? Like, I still play Lantern. And, you know, yeah, Lantern's huge. Or, you know, Chromatic Sphere or Commander Sphere or whatever, I mean. Um, but, yeah, it has to be really good, right? So, like, to play a three mana rock, it has to have a good effect. So, I think this is pushing it to where it's good enough to play it, even though it's three mana rock. Yeah, being flash is, I think, is the best part. All right, next up we got the Shadow Puppeteers. Six in a blue, seven mana. Okay. For <laughs> four, four, Fairy Wizard, Flying Ward 2. When it enters the battlefield, create two one one Black Fairy Rogue Creature Tokens with Flying. Whenever a creature you control with flying attacks, you may have it become a red dragon with base PT 4-4 in addition to its other colors. Type still on the turn. Yeah, it's 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 trying to be Crater Hoof, I'm imagining. <laughs> you really yeah, need all this flying. Is, like, this is, like, you would need, like, like if you have, like, Bitter Blossom in your deck or something, and you have a bunch yeah, of tokens fair. already. Yep. For sure, that's, but... that's the only way I'd play it because seven mana. Like, I don't even think it's that good. Like seven no. mana for six six flying of power. That uh, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the best part is your flying guys become four four dragons until end of turn. Right. But it also has like, hey, I have ward two and I make like two more bodies. Like that that part is just kind of irrelevant, and that's what makes this cost like seven mana. So I think it's doing like two different things. I don't yeah. know. It's, I don't it's think it's that good. Slow. No, it's, it's pretty pretty terrible. It's definitely like you could play it, but you'd have to cheat it in, and in which case, there's better stuff to cheat in. Yeah, and you yeah. have to be playing like a flying tribal deck to make it good. Like, <laughs> like because without the second part, it's not good. Like seven yep. for six six of power is not good. It's like it's trying to be like an army in a can where you like play it and then like okay if this comes around I'm going to swing for like twelve damage in the air, 
but yeah. if it just had that bottom ability cost a bit less it would be a sweet card for sure but this is just like too much too not worth it <laughs> all right so that was blue we have a couple of good blue cards yeah um, yeah signpost and the arc mage are definitely top two but uh, now we're going on to black here. So uh, what do you, what's the first card for black? All right. We got Blightwing Bandit. Three and a black. Fairy Rogue, 2-2. Two, two. It's got Flying Death Touch. And whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, look at the top card of that player's library. Then exile it face down. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled. And mana of any type can be spent to cast it. That is sweet. I yeah. love this card. That is sweet. That's kind of like the common in the main set that whenever you cast a spell on your opponent's turn, you give something minus one, minus one. Mm. But here, you're getting a free card off the top of a player's yeah. library every turn. Yeah, yeah. It, so it also seems like it's like the new way they're doing like opposition agent and stuff where like if Blightwing Bandit gets destroyed or is off the battlefield, you still can cast that card later mm. on anytime. Um. Very, very sweet. Very powerful. Love hitting my opponents, getting the top of their cards. It's very, very powerful and tilting for them. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and this is good basically in black with your instant speed removal. Mm -hmm. It's good in blue-black because you have counters. Yep. And it's good in red-black. Yeah. So if you're just playing black, you're probably playing this. Yeah, I don't think it's a staple but it is, it's fun, it's powerful, it's, it's cool. Death Touch yeah. flying. Especially is, if you have a lot of instants. Like you kind of have to have a, handful, yeah. a lot of instants. You need the right deck, but yeah. it is is sweet. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's a cool card. I could definitely see building just like a control deck with a bunch of like this type of effects when you cast stuff on opponent's turn and then just like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to win by playing your shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. The new theft deck where it was normally it was control magic and like just taking control, but now you just take the top of their deck and opposition yeah. agent them and <laughs> uh next up we got the black court, which is two black black for court of Lockthwain enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card, target opponent's library. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana of any type to cast it. And if you're the monarch, until end of turn, you may cast a spell from among cards exiled with it without paying its mana cost. All right, this might be the best one of them so far, right? Yeah, best court for sure. I love that. Like, it's basically free card draw every turn from your opponent's mm -hmm. deck. And if you're the monarch, you don't even have to pay me for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the best one. This is like like I'd play this in any black deck, literally any. Yeah, just like 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 you know, because you play Frixian Arena, why wouldn't you play this? Like, it's just draw another card True. off their deck. True. And if you stay the monarch, you're drawing another card anyway, so it's just better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not much to say, but it's just good. It's just bonkers good, yeah. Yeah, love it. All right, we'll go on to the next. Fairy Blade Crafter. Two and a black. Two, two, flying fairy rogue. 
Whenever one or more fairies you control deal combat damage to a player, put a plus one plus one counter on fairy blade crafter. And when fairy blade crafter dies, each opponent loses x life, you gain x life, or x is its power. Yeah. So you can only get one counter each time, right? Because it's one or more. One or more, yeah. So that's very, very slow. But it is three for a three three flyer. If you if you hit that turn you play it. Yeah, it's a okay. two -two. Oh, three for a two two flyer. But I mean three for a two two flyer dies to drain in commander, drain six, gain six. It is each opponent. Yeah, yeah, that that, that is important. That's not horrible. I mean, if you're playing a fairy de tribal deck, you'd definitely mm -hmm. play this, I think. Mm-hmm. Or if they're sort of the lifelane deck, it's it's not bad because it it is one or more fairies, but the bladecrafter is a fairy. Right. So yes. Yeah, so you play this. Really it will it will grow itself. And each opponent, if you're playing like uh, any sort of life gain deck or life loss switcheroo types decks, seems pretty great. Um, yeah. What is that? Another way for veto, veto. Yeah. Uh, whenever veto. you deal, yeah. you get to deal more damage. It's also another way for the you know if you have the sanguine bond combo thing in. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That bad. sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's better than I first initially thought, but I still don't think it's that great. Yeah, it's like on the the mid level. Like, there's a lot of cards that do this type of thing. So it's mm -hmm. do you want a fairy version? Right, yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Nettling Nuisance. Two and a black for a 3-1 Fairy Rogue with flying. Whenever one or more fairies you control deal combat damage to a player, that player creates a 4-2 red pirate creature token with this creature can't block and it's goaded for the rest of the game. Okay, well, I'm gonna, you already know my opinion. I think goad is one of the worst abilities in Magic, and I fucking <laughs> hate goad. Um, so I don't like this card, but it can be decent because you make four twos that aren't attacking you, but then when you get down to one-on-one, -on -one, it's really going to suck because we have a bunch of four twos. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I keep saying, my boy Toxitril, <laughs> giving your opponent creatures that you can later give slime counters and kill to make more slimes for yourself is just, just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> So that's where these these like niche cards can can go to. But other yeah. than that, yeah, also it's... if you like main deck decree of pain, right? Like just blow up the board mm -hmm. and draw a million. Draw cards. draw for them. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a politic card other than that, and it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's great. The in theory, it's like yes, you do like seven damage to an opponent. That's not you because they're the pirates goaded. This swings, mm -hmm. and then you're going to get more and more. But uh, yeah, weird, weird one. All right, we're going to go on to the final black card, which is going to be the staple of all fairy decks. Or it doesn't even need to be fairy deck for sure in all fairy decks. But this is this is going to be a card that's going to be played a lot. All right. Tigwill's Scurrying. Four and two black, six mana sorcery. You may cast this card as though it had flash by tapping three untapped creatures you control with flying, in addition to paying its other costs. And then it's destroy all creatures. 
create three one one black fairy rogue creature tokens with flying. So it's an instant speed board wipe. If, if you have three creatures flying, yeah, uh, that's kind of nuts. <laughs> so would you play it with no flying creatures? If you can only play sorcery no. speed six mana board wipe, get three one ones. No, you wouldn't play that. I don't think so. The three I mean, one ones are pretty negligible. You don't because yeah, I mean, black has a lot of board wipes, right? You have damnation, you have mm. toxic deluge, you have, you yeah, yeah. Six mana is a lot, but Six if you can, a lot, speed, but it's not as much as some of them. Being of the yeah. instant speed, it would be is sweet if you have flying. So I think you need flying creatures to push this until you're playing this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Because there, there's even like there's like the seven and eight mana ones that board wipe your opponents and keeps your own board. Right. You know, like what? You're so close. Why would you run that? Yeah, or if you have like bitter blossom or something, this is kind yep. of a combo with that. Yep, definitely going to be a staple in those fairy decks you're building, but you need to have flying creatures. Yeah, or a bunch of demons or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's black. Black seems sweet. Yeah. Definitely, the uh, court is not so. <laughs> yeah, that one's fun. Top court for for now. All right, we got the one lone red card here is the Court of Embrith, which, and it's not in any of the pre-cons, so I'm pretty sure this is a set booster only pickup. Oh, that makes sense, yep. Uh, so Court of Embrith is two red red for an enchantment. Uh, when I just baffle, you become the monarch. Me of your upkeep, create a 3-1 red knight creature token. Then if you're the monarch, Court of Embrith deals X damage to each opponent where X is the number of creatures you control. Ah... Uh... So if you're the monarch, it's pretty good. It's decent, but like you have those creatures, you could probably be doing something better. That's true. Um, plus, so people... how many how many free three ones would you need before it's worth the four mana? Uh, quite Maybe a few. Not the monarch. Quite a few. <laughs> I mean, it is over... also a way to draw in like five. mono red. Yeah, it is a way to draw a card. But it's also the monarch. You have three opponents. It it's really tough to have the monarch and commander, um, and you, there there's just like other ways you can be dealing that sort of effect uh, with other cards than an unreliable court of Embrith. Like you, you don't know if you're going to have the monarch for that, and you're just making a three one every turn. Yeah. Make, I mean, if, if you have, like, it. Impact Trevors or something, it is another constant token maker. Yeah. I know there's a lot out there already, though. Like, you'd rather just play, like, Rabble Master. Yeah. Rabble Master, for sure. Um, let's see. I was trying to find... Hmm. Some, like, 5 Alarm Fire I used to play a lot. It's, like, Whatever creature you control deals combat damage, put a blaze counter, and then you remove five of them to deal five damage to a player. That's kind of similar vein. I don't know. I think that's just better better ways to do X damage or X is the number of creatures you control or Yeah, I, I, I don't think the X damage is why you would play this like at yeah. all. Like because the X damage is whatever. Yeah. I think it's the do you want a three one knight every single turn? 
every turn. Yeah, yeah. With some unreliable card draw. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's not great. Like, cause the, what's the there's what the five mana one that makes like a a haster every turn. That's better. Mm. The the lightning elemental one. Yeah, about? it's like it's like an enchantment that's like put counters out and you get like one, one, one haste, then two, then three, then four, then five, mm. whatever it's called. But okay. it's like a it's like a red white card. But that card is way better than this. Yep. Mustard <laughs> counters. Yeah. Yep. Alright, so pretty low on the courts. Now we'll go to the fifth and final one, so we we'll decide which court is the better one. We're on to green, court of Garenbrig. One and two green, three mana enchantment. ETB, become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, distribute two plus one plus one counters amongst up to two target creatures, so it could be the same. Then if you're the monarch, double the number plus one plus one counters on each creature you control. This one's pretty good. Yeah, I like on each creature you control, it's not like the two you target and then you double. Right, so if you're in a one-one counter deck, it's great. Yeah. Um, and if they steal the monarch from you, you're still getting two 1-1 counters, which you want in the 1-1 counter deck. Yeah. And it's yeah. only three mana versus four for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And, and usually with like the 1-1 counter decks, like it's hard to get that initial first counter on. Once you get like a counter on, you got like the hardened scales or like the doubling seasons. Everything right. will like incrementally like more. Crazy, yeah. So this, every single turn, you get that start. Yeah. Which I think is huge. Yeah, so you're definitely playing this in there. So, like honestly, this is probably the second best one in my opinion. I think the black one's the best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It probably is. Blue is up there. Blue seems fun, but blue maybe is it's fun. Not the yeah. Best. Yeah. The white was okay. The red's the worst one, right? Yep. Yep. For yep. sure. So black, green, blue, white, red. Red. Yeah. <laughs> is our power rankings? Outside of 1-1 counter decks, I'm probably not ever playing this, but oh, no. straight in the 1-1 counter deck. Yeah. But like I said, that's that, the way commanders go in towards now is like the niche synergy cards are becoming really powerful, where every deck's kind of looking pretty different now. Yeah. It's not just, hey, I got staples, and I'm going to play the staple dot deck. So, Epic right. Sweet. Next up, we got Giant Inheritance, which is four and a green for Enchantment Aura. Chant creature gets plus five, plus five, and has whenever this creature attacks, create a monster roll token attached to up to one target attacking creature. And that's the roll that's an enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and it's trample. Uh, and then when it's put into a graveyard, return it to its owner's hand. So it does come back if mm-hmm. the enchantment dies. Gives mm-hmm. creature five five, basically six six trample because you're probably going to target itself the first time. Mm-hmm. So is five mana, reoccurring aura worth playing for that? Uh, I think that's you're looking at that a little wrong. Five mana is a lot. Recurring's great. It's like rancor, but it's all about creating an enchantment every turn. Enchantment etv. There's a lot of they call them enchantresses that like yeah. when enchantment enters the battlefield draw a card yeah so this is i think it's going great into those decks so if you start getting an enchantment boom boom every single turn draw a card draw a card draw a card that's that's great but being five mana is pretty rough 
really rough. Yeah, five mana, six six trample, and the creature has to attack. Like, yeah, I mean, but you're probably attacking with whatever you give six six trample to. <laughs> yeah, that's what you. That's best case scenario. But if yeah. someone like board wipes, you can't play this on anything. Auras have those things where you can get two for one pretty easily. Like, hey, I'm going to put giant inheritance on like this elf I have, and yeah. someone's like, oh, I'll kill the elf. Like, well. There goes everything. And if they do that, Giant Inheritance doesn't even go back to your hand. Yeah, it needs to hit the battlefield first. first. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, it's probably probably only good in the Enchantment Synergy deck, or if you build a new roll-type deck, maybe, but... Even then, it's it's so so slow. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, but it's like, you could just play... uh, the commander is like Estrid, and that just gives you one every single turn. So like, True. you don't yep. need this. Yep. There's that weird planeswalker where it's like X, white, white, blue, and it creates a bunch of enchantment tokens yeah. for X. Like, there, there's other ways too. That's just so much better. All right, we'll go to Knickknack Oof. Wow, we got another Oof. I love it. He's X and green, one one Oof. When he enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. Alright. Scales. When Nicknack Oof enters the battlefield, you may reveal the top X cards from your library. You may put any number of aura cards with mana value X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Then put all cards revealed this way that weren't into your battlefield on bottom of your library in any order. Super sweet. Uh, I love it. What is that? Great There's an Enchantress deck or like a Voltron yes. deck. Straight onto the battlefield is pretty insane. And it's on ETB, so you get to do that, get your enchantments, and then swing. Um, there was an old green Hydra everyone used to run. It was like X green green, and then you look at the top and reveal like a creature card from among them. Oh, uh, Genesis Hydra? Yeah, yeah. So that card was pretty good. But this is like... Reveal any number of aura cards, so you get multiple. Yeah, you get every single one. So if you pay like five into X, oh. you look at five cards, put anything that costs five or less. That seems aura, nuts, <laughs> actually. You it definitely seems... need a lot of mana, though, right? Like, cause, yeah. Like, cause, I mean, if you're playing an aura enchantress based deck, you probably have 20 auras in your commander deck, maybe. Yeah. Which is like. You got to look at so if you look at five cards, you probably hit one most time. So you probably want to pay even more than five mana into X if you can. Oh yeah, they also need to be the mana value of your X or less. You can't just do like one and hit like a five drop one. Be like, hey, that one's going up. I mean, if you're playing auras, most of them are probably three or less. Like, yeah. Yeah, but so like so that's my thing is like it's it's if you have twenty auras in your deck, which is still a lot of auras to have, mm-hmm. and you pay for five x, you have a six six with one aura possibly. Probably mm-hmm. you pay if you could pay if you pay ten for x, you have an eleven eleven. Maybe probably get two or more auras. Yep. There's you definitely also, need like... a way to get a shitload of mana. I think. <laughs> Hey, I think it's more mean. it's more for you just have a big creature for X and Y. That it, yeah, yeah, that's And you'll true. probably hit like a aura that gives a trample or something. That that makes the card like better, but there there's also some like top deck manipulation like 
you can be playing like scroll rack or something and have a card or in your hand. You're like, I'm just going to put it into on yeah. top. Basically like card draw it. Uh, yeah, still not, I guess not as crazy as I was imagining, but I think it's still nuts. I think it it looks better than it is, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I'd have mm-hmm. to play against it a few times and see or play with it a few times. Yeah. Um, just because I, I feel like deck building, it's hard to fit a shitload of auras in your deck, even if you're mm-hmm. playing an aura-based deck. Yes, yes, for sure. So, Yeah, anything over 20, you might have opening hands where it's just pure auras and right. no creatures do it. All right, next up we got... This is a fun Lone one. Crafter Fawn. Two and a green for a 3-3 three, three Seder Druid. When it enters the battlefield, you can discard one or more land cards. When you do, return up to that many target non-land permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. So you can filter all the lands in your hand for anything better in your graveyard? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, I think it's really good. You combine this with like Life in the Loam or something, it's, it's going to be... Yeah, if if you have a life of the loam deck, this is just nuts, right? Yes. It's like, yeah. <laughs> play this, get three cards in your hand. Yep, and then you get a dredge with life in the loam. Get yeah. those lands back. And worst case, you just need to hold one land to make this like an e witness. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think it's pretty nuts. Yeah. E witness. E witness is played in almost every green deck, and this is like e witness with upside to be better. So I think, yeah, this is going to be everywhere. Yeah, this is going to be a hot card for sure. Especially if you're in the lands deck, then almost better than e witness. <laughs> like crazy, crazy. Oh yeah, crazy good. And it's a three three for three. Solid. Druid's also a decent, decent uh, type. All right, solid. Yeah, going to see a lot of a lot of play. Next card is Timber Paladin, one in a green, two mana, knight, one one, artifact creature. Okay, it's an artifact. As long as Timber Paladin is enchanted by exactly one aura, as base power toughness three three, and as long as he's enchanted by exactly two. He's base power toughness by 5 and vigilance. And if he's enchanted by 3 or more auras, he's a 10-10 vigilance trample. Plus whatever the auras give it. Yes, yeah, that's his base power toughness for sure. So yeah, auras deck, great. Not auras deck, not playing. <laughs> yeah, like we said, commanders becoming those yeah. niche stuffs. Like, yeah, they're, they're not... Like, staple every single deck's going to take this, but... I... Uh, see, just having a big dude... the I think the Vigilance helps a lot, because then you can attack and block. Mm-hmm. But a big dude is just not really where you want to be in Commander. <laughs> big well, big right, dumb dude like, kinda... You make this a 10-10 Vigilance trample, you attack, they're like, okay, I swords it. Well, yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I gained 10 life, okay, whatever. God, creatures, yeah. <laughs> creatures are not that good unless they like do some saying going back to Lone Crafter Fawn at E Witness or the Oof might draw you a card with an aura. Um say if this was legendary, I'd love it. If this could be your commander, okay, we're going to hit for 21 commander damage so easily. 
but it's it's not it's in your 99 just having a big dude vigilance is sweet but other than that i don't think this is good no what do you think of green overall like the court's pretty good and that one satyr's pretty good oh the satyr druid is 100 percent going to be huge (laughs) other than that we'll see how the oof works and the court's obviously good if you're if you're in that sort of plus one plus one counter deck all right so on to the multicolor cards here we got uh alalia the cunning conqueror two blue black for a two four legendary creature fairy warlock flying whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn create a one one black fairy rogue creature token with flying and whenever one or more fairies you control deal combat damage to a player goad target creature that player controls yeah, like you said, goad isn't really that important. Yeah, goad no. sucks. Like, so ignore the last part. It's whatever. We but found so... our uh, we found our blue black cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, commander. Yeah, there you go. So you play that, and you make a bunch of one one rogue tokens. That's a good effect because you could play one every single round, and you could have yep. three to one one flyers every time you come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I guess you know you're swinging. Oh, you only get to go one. So it's like you swing one at each player. You could go one of each of the things. But yep, yeah. So the goad part sucks. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, be- definitely about the flying fairy tokens. But yeah, you put Isochron Scepter or something, and you just keep casting spells on your opponent's turn, making one ones. Uh, yeah, it's it's a solid deck. Uh, not crazy crazy powerful something new and different but if you're looking for a solid flying deck this is yeah i mean you could put this in a fairy deck you put this in you know you just want to cast instance though all in Mm -hmm. oops all instance decks and this is my only creature i just make a bunch Mm -hmm. of fairy tokens you can do that yeah that's it's okay i like warlock coming back that's that's a cool type yeah. All right, we got another blue-black fairy, Tigwill, Duke of Splendor. One blue-black, very noble, two-three flying death touch. Other fairies you control get plus one plus one. And then whenever another fairy you control dies, you draw a card and lose one life. All right, so this is the fairy commander you want, right? Yeah, this is <laughs> powerful. Three mana, two-three flying death touch buff. My board, 1-1. One, one. That's great already. Insane. And yep. whenever another fairy dies, I draw. So if I yeah. have Bitter Blossom out and like... Uh, sack outlets. A sack outlet, I'm just going to draw Skull a clamp. shitload of cards. Skull Clamp. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> other fairies get plus one, plus one. Skull Clamp doesn't work there. Yeah, Skull Clamp doesn't work. That's why they did it. So you can't oh. Skull Clamp the ball, probably. It's a downside? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A Lord is good. Lord is good. Yeah, Lord um, is good, and the draw is great. So ah, insane that touch too. Gosh, three mana. This is a great fairy commander, and if you have a fairy deck already, if the other commanders that have existed, then you can play this in there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and there's a. It's also, what is that? Maskwood Nexus is becoming one of my playgroup's favorite cards. Where I'll just make everything fairy. Everything's a fairy now. <laughs> <laughs> all right definitely do that crazy like it 
All right, next up we got, what is this? Uh, Elevere of the Wild Court. Two green-white for a 4-4 legendary creature human knight. Uh, when Elevere enters the battlefield or attacks, create a virtuous virtuous roll token attached to another target creature you control. Okay, if you control another roll on it, put that in the game. Okay, so that's the roll effect. Enchanted creature gets plus one mm-hmm. for each enchantment you control. So this is a new roll that only exists in this commander deck. Okay, was, this is a powerful roll. <laughs> uh, whenever an enchanted creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Wow. Yeah, wow. so you put a roll on something that's giving something 1-1 one, one for every single enchantment you control. Mm-hmm. And then an enchanted creature. So this is like Enchantress dagger. Enchant a bunch of creatures. Crazy. Dagger. I, yeah. Very powerful. This is a nuts card. This would be sweet commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely as a commander. Well, I could see it in ninety nine too. Uh, I just can't think of a deck that would right now that would use it green white. But it, those enchantress with ETB. Uh, whenever enchantment ETBs, this crazy. It just keeps growing because it's a. It's like a titan. It's on ETB and also when it swings. Yep. And it draws more cards. Whenever... And it makes everything you play bigger. Like worst Dude. case, yeah. it's gonna you're gonna give something plus plus one, and the next time you attack, it gives everything plus plus two. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. But then each of them will be plus two plus two, so that if yep. you on the same one, it'll be four four. But... Well, yeah, but you can only have one roll on each on a creature. Oh, okay, okay. So you get to put a roll on a different creature every time. So you need to go a little bit wide. So yeah. you, a little bit wide the, with creatures, unless you're just planning on putting a roll on one thing that's not this, and then have a bunch of other enchantments in play to make it huge. Yeah, I but guess like, it is definitely go wide. But you definitely could have like your Mesa Enchantress, your yeah. Argonian Enchantress, all the ones that draw you cards, and just yeah. make them fucking huge. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. So. The Enchantresses start attacking. So like. If you had parallel lives or something like, and you put a double roll onto something, only one would stay. Only one would stay, but it yeah. would both see it. Your enchantress would see both of them. Yeah, okay. two two enchantments would come in, so you draw two cards, but one roll would stay because the other. Yep. So you can just you could effectively keep drawing cards. Mm-hmm. It just each creature can only have one roll on it that are controlled by you. Like your opponent can still put one roll on it, but you can only have one roll of your own. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It rolls is a little weird mechanic, but so I think the go wide part kind of hurts the deck, but it is very, very powerful. Yeah. I love it. Alright, we have another green white card. Gilwin casting director. One green white, two three human bard. Bard, alright. Whenever Gilwin casting director or another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control. Choose one. Ooh. Create a royal roll roll token attached to that creature. Do you know what yeah, these rolls yeah. are? Oh yeah, I do. So I'll tell you at the end. Okay, and then or create a sorcerer roll token attached to that creature, or create a monster roll token attached so to that the, creature. So the royal roll is plus one plus one ward one. Okay. The sorcerer roll is plus one plus one when it attacks scry one. Mm. And the monster roll is plus one plus one trample. Okay. So this is definitely another go wide type deck. I got really, really excited reading the first part. Uh, whenever him or another non-token creature enters the battlefield under control, choose one. And it doesn't say like 
this only happens uh, three times in a turn or something. You can only choose one per turn. It could keep going. So I was mm. thinking flickering something, but the flickering doesn't really work because you can doesn't only work get... with the roll enchantment uh, yeah. things. But it's basically it's every, it, so basically creature. you'd want to play a non-token creature deck with cheap creatures, mm-hmm. probably going wide, going wide, and every single one you're going to get to buff what you want at that instant. So yeah. if you have like a four mana three three, okay, give it trample. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a, a one mana one one flyer, okay, give it one attack scry one. Okay, I have yeah. a really good. Uh, uh, constant effect on this creature, I give it the ward one. So yeah. it's definitely flexible and it's going to make all of your creatures have, you know, plus one, plus one, and whatever effect you want. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like I mean, yes. A I, feel like, I feel like it's definitely interesting to play this as a commander yeah. and just play, just play value creatures, right? Sure. I mean, enchantresses for sure. Like but, I play Birds of Paradise, give it you know one one, yeah. and one to attack Scry one. Okay. Your Eternal Witnesses, yeah, your, your staple. Card. Also, obviously, Enchantress. You know, you just play the the zero two draw card. I just, I it's just not that strong. <laughs> no, it's think. not that strong, but I think it's definitely interesting deck type where you could just play value creatures and just build a value deck. It'd be fun, but this is one of those ones where. Like you could probably build this as strong as you want. It's not going to be like a ten yeah. level. It's I don't be think it's going to do six, well. Seven, you know. And, I don't know. I kind of want to build it just to see how much value I can get out of it. But all right, we'll see. See you on that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I don't think it's going to be super great. It's going to be one of those just like dinker, tink, dinker around, do stuff deck. Mm-hmm. Not made to like win the game or just have fun. <laughs> Yeah. All right, this next card might be up your alley. All right, we got the new Corvold. Oh, here we go. Okay. So it is five and Jund, which is uh, black, red, green for a 4-4 legendary creature, Dragon Noble. This spell costs one less to cast for each card type among permanents you sacrifice this turn. It has flying, trample, and haste. And when it deals combat damage to a player, you put X plus plus one counters on it. And draw X cards, where X is the number of permanent types among cards in your graveyard. So, worst case, you play this in the OG Corvold, which is better as a commander. Uh, If you play it in that deck, you sack your treasure. Maybe you sack the land or something. And this costs two less. So then you got Mm a... What would that make it? A six mana? That make it a six mana, four, four, flying haste, deal damage. Get two counters, draw two. Uh, well, if you had something else, because the treasure is not going to your graveyard, uh, but you will see that fetch land you have in your graveyard. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had, like, an artifact in your graveyard, too, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's still drawn cards. It's... It's a little bit annoying that it's for each card type. I wish it was yeah. each permanent you sack, but then it'd be yeah. really fucking busted. Then you could sack, like, five treasures and yeah. ask them for But three. it's still really good. I think you'd play this in a regular Corvold deck. You'd probably play this just in a dragon deck if you have a sack outlet, too. Yeah. it's uh, Some of these things are getting a, a little bit annoying. I mean, keeping track of what each permanent type you've sacked this turn is going to be kind of a, a mind head i mean yeah. if you're only playing this card sure but if you're doing like other things like hey i sacked my my steve my 
secure tribe elder and then i did a fetch land and then i drew some cards and then and it's I like hey this is what's less was yeah. it i don't i don't remember i mean <laughs> you could you could definitely build around this too like if you made this your commander you you know you put a yeah. treasure in there you put uh the enchantments that could sack a scry to in there you put you know steve in there you know yep. so all yep. stuff with sack abilities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so that's decent there, but you could just put this in like a dragon deck, and you're probably oh. most of the time gonna like even if you paid the full seven, that was an eight mana, right? Yeah. Uh, you still have a, it's a four four that swings in to draw you at least probably two cards. For sure, one everyone has fetch lands, right? Well, and it's just permanent types, right? So you're gonna have yeah. a land in there, and you probably yeah. have a creature, hundred percent a land, probably especially by turn when you have the eight mana. You're probably gonna draw at least two cards off of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, then, I like then it. Then you have a six Ron. six. I think it's good. I think this is really yeah. good. Yeah. Solid card. Solid card. Drawing cards is good, apparently. Yeah, that's a good thing to do with magic. Alright, we've got this weird guy. He's he looks like he's gonna make some weird combos, I feel like. We got Bernard, Ginger Sculptor. One in Banch, so one green, white, blue. Four mana, Human Artificer, 3-3. Three, three. Each creature you control that's a food or golem gets plus two, plus two, and has trample. So your food needs to be creatures. Let's do it by whenever another non-token creature you control dies. You may exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a 1-1 one, one food golem artifact creature in addition to its other types, and it has the food ability. Two tap sacrifice the artifact. You gain three life. So this is definitely interesting. Uh, you basically would play all the food creatures. So you play like the new tough cookie that can sure, animate yeah. foods into creatures, and it's a food creature. You play uh, ginger root, right? I, I don't think you need to build around <laughs> the. No, you anthem. don't need to. But I think that would be cool, right? And then you put random sure. golems in there, right? Because golems sure. all get two trample. So you could play like blade splicer. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the powerful part about this. The power. Well, think about it though. You play Blade Splicer, right? You have the five-five. You have a five-five Golem Trample, right? And when Blade Splicer dies, you get a one-one version of Blade Blade Splicer to make another fucking Golem. Powerful. Yep. Yep. I think that that one you definitely want. The 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 cookies. I don't know. But I kind of like the tough cookie too. But it's it's the. ETB dot deck, or uh, there's yeah. going to be some crazy. Combos I mean, because because like if you played the tough cookie in there, it's a two mana creature, right? With pay three, animate a food. So if yeah. you have food tokens around, which you could just play cards that make food tokens too. Yeah. And then you make that into a four four. Well, now it's a six six trampler. I mean, all of your guys that died, he creates food. They're food golems, so they right. already are food. Right. That's true. So then they're three threes. Hmm. I, this this is the ETB dot deck. Yeah, this this is going to be some weird combos. I think there, there's someone's going to break this card pretty. Yeah, easy. it's definitely it's definitely like kind of two ways to go about. It. You play the ETB, just everything has a good fucking ETB, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. when they die, they're coming back doing it again as three two mm-hmm. trample versions. Or even um, like Steve is good, and he yeah. Like, or you could build it just as like a golem food tribal thing. Which would be weaker, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't look at it that way. I think this card's going to be broken in some sort of way. Some guy's going to find a crazy combo. 
I'm trying to think of what's so. What's the best dies trigger in those colors? Protein Hulk. Protein Hulk. Yeah, I guess you get two Protein Hulks. I mean, this is even like I you play a giant I... threat. You 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 play a threat, and they're like, "Hey, I'm going to kill it." It's like, "Oh, it's back." Yeah. Like I play I play, I play Hornet Queen. Hornet Queen. Yep. Avenger. Get a bunch of tokens. You have like some sort of sack outlet. You play Crater Hoof, Sack Crater Hoof. Hey, there's another Crater Hoof. <laughs> I mean, doubling season, you're getting two copies. Two copies, yeah. This card seems crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, definitely good. I love it. The issue is you, you do have to exile your creature when it dies, so you never bring it. Yes. Back, yeah. That is true. But. Hey, so he's turning. He's turning reanim- uh, you reanimate for free. Yeah, basically. he's turning all of your die, all your shit into uh, gingerbread people. Yep, <laughs> delicious food. Some some Sweeney Todd action. Anybody seen this that? This might one? be a sweet deck. It's I'm, someone's going to break this in a, a week or two. I guarantee it. With some weird combo. All right, so that's multicolor. Multicolor cards are great. Yeah. Uh, and then we got one uh, artifact here, which is the Throne of Eldraine. What? It's the whole thing. They said the thing. They said yeah. the thing. Yeah, that was the one set, right? Okay. Uh, so <laughs> five mana for a legendary artifact. Legends of Battlefield, you choose a color. All right, it taps for four mana of the chosen colors. Spend this mana to cast only monospellary cards of that color. Uh, pay three, tap it, draw two cards, spend only mana that chose a color to activate this ability. So this is fantastic Crazy. in a monocolor deck, right? Crazy. You thought your cage sun was good. This is right. this is gilded lotus, but better. Yeah, so let me let me in a mono green deck, alright, I could tap for four, or I could pay three, tap it, draw three two cards. Yeah, yeah. Drawn cards in mono green, mono red. Uh, mono white really needs it. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a staple in the mono whites for sure. For sure, yeah. This this card is kind of nuts. I mean, you could play this in a two-color deck, but you know, you'd only be able to use half of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever color you choose. Yeah, but I'll, after you get over two, you're not playing it. Mm-hmm. But, like... In those colors, you pay for five and you get four back. It's basically free at that point. It is, Ooh. it's crazy. You play this and you play a four drop and amazing. <laughs> Nuts, yeah. <laughs> Especially in like in like mono green X spells or something. Just like, okay, now my dragon, my hydra is four bigger. <laughs> yeah, but you can only spend this mana to cast the spells, so you can't use this on abilities which right but like so on the x cost and the casting cost you can do it yeah for sure for sure but i'm thinking like lord urza you artificer you can't use his five ability that kind of makes it a little bit lower can't really like break it by tapping it at that at that point you would just pay three to draw two then sure yeah which is still kind (laughs) of yeah like a divination yeah still crazy 
Yeah, so that's uh, the commander cards. What do you think? Are you going to pick up the commander decks for any of these? Or are you going to try and buy a couple of these singles? Uh, definitely the singles. Unfinished business, that white reanimator aura card, definitely going to go into my Bruna deck. Need that one. Um, I think the hot card is going to be that misleading signpost. That flash mana rock is going to be it's going to be game changer. I think it's going to be very good. Yeah, and uh, then uh, if you guys, if anyone does decide to buy any, don't forget we have a TCG Player affiliate link in the show notes and on the website mtgplace.net. Uh, just a link. Click that and uh, lets them know we sent you over there and uh, help support the podcast and all of our content that we've been creating. Uh, tons of videos releasing. We've had about a video come out every single day of the last month. Uh, and uh, probably not going to be stopping that for a while because i got a lot of these vintage cube videos, some Josh to edit and post up there, and a lot of uh, my own videos to post too. Um, we got a cool uh, heads up vintage cube thing coming out uh i think in the, probably by the time this podcast will be in the next day or two yeah so that'll be cool um but uh before we go we're gonna do some uh cool segments here so uh first one we got uh my crazy card this week <laughs> Corey's crazy card uh, so my crazy card this week is the orcish librarian it's a one and a red for a one one creature. Is that an or? Who's orc? Orc. Yeah, he's an orc. Yeah, I can't read it. it looks like org. Right. <laughs> he is old. Yeah. So, anyways, it's one red tap. Look at the top eight cards of your library. Remove four of them at random from the game, and then put the rest on top of your library. So it's like a scry four, but you have to take four random cards out of it and remove it from the game. So. uh if you want some crazy scry four type effect in red, you play this. Huh? The the art is just so good. Some library paste. Yeah. He's eating a book. It's like eating a book that he pasted <laughs> together. This is great. <laughs> ah, old magic was beautiful. All right, then we got a, a new segment here. What do we got? We got uh, Joss's like jank combos here. Or... Yes. What what do you got for us today? All right. There's this new card called Blossoming Tortoise that has come out in this new set. He's a two and two green, so four mana, three, three, turtle. But when he enters the battlefield or attacks, mill three cards, then return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tap. That doesn't matter. Land creatures you control get plus one, plus one. That doesn't matter. Everything about this card. Activated abilities of lands you control cost one less to activate. So as a quick combo, you can run the man land Lava Claw Reaches, black red one. It has an X ability where the land will get plus one attack, and you can just pay one, but this will the turtle will make it cost one less. So you get it infinitely pumped up this land to attack for infinite damage. Now that's, wait, that's... What is, wait, what is the wording on it? <laughs> Lava Claw Reaches. Yeah, and... what's the wording on the spell? Uh, let's look up Lava Claw Reaches. It's a man land. Yeah, so what does it cost to animate it? Uh, to animate it, it costs one black red, so three mana. Okay. 
and then it has the ability X. This creature gets plus X plus O until end of turn. So you could make it one, but then the turtle will make it cost zero, so it gets plus one. You can infinitely pay one and do it. Over and over, and then swing in for infinite damage. <laughs> yeah. Now that that one's that one's just a funny one. Now we're going to win in a crazy jank way. All right, everybody know Helix Pinnacle. It's yeah. one mana green enchantment where it also has that X. Put it X tower counters onto the Helix Pinnacle. On the beginning of upkeep, if you have a hundred more tower counters, you win the game. Right. Kind of looks like Lava Claw Reaches, but we got to make this into a land. But the way we're doing that is Opalescence. It's uh, two and two white. Other enchantments you control are now creatures. Then we play Ashaya, Soul of the Wild, and makes all of our creatures into forest lands. So yeah. now we have our Helix Pinnacle as a creature, but now it's a forest land creature. And it looks kind of like Lava Claw Reaches. We play the Tortoise. We pay one. We get a tower counter, but the turtle makes it zero. And just keep doing that over and over. And we can have up to 100 tower counters on Helix So that's a, a four-card win the game. Four-card win the game. Pretty jank, but pretty <laughs> amazing. That's pretty cool, man. It's pretty <laughs> jank, but it's fun. I mean, some people will play that in Commander. <laughs> I want to see you guys build that deck. <laughs> if you do build it, you know, make sure to link us in the comments or uh, join our Discord and let us know. Uh, but yeah, that's, so that's uh, Josh's jank combos. Hopefully you liked it. And that's our uh, podcast for today. Um, thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube. If you're not, check out all those videos we got coming out. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, help share our podcast. If you liked the episode, just be like, hey, go check out uh, MTG Places podcast on Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, or, you know, YouTube, if you like gameplay videos as well. Uh, have a good day. See ya.